Wedding Photographers, and welcome to episode number 43 of Wedding Photographers Unite. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the night owl of wedding himself, the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Neil, what's happening? Not much, Andy. What's going on? Nice to be here. Uh, yeah, uh, nice, to, <laughs> nice to hear you too, as you kind of like Cylon out at the, at the weird time with, with, the, with the way that the, the voice is happening. Because you're not here right now, but we're going to talk about where you are in just a second. But we do have somebody else here sure. as well, and he just kind of like mm-hmm. wandered his way onto the show. Iggy McDonald, what's <laughs> up, man? Hi, guys. Pleasure to be here. I- Iggy, how did you end up on the show today? What happened? Spur the moment road trip out to Rochester. Okay. I thought I was going to have some lunch. Yeah. And then I get told, hey, you're going to be on the podcast. Yeah. So, so, so Iggy's a listener, and he, he came to my studio at the right time, ended up on the show. That's how, what do you know. Um, Iggy, we're going to come back to you in just a little bit. But, uh, but Neil, where are you right now? What's going on? What's, uh, what's happening in the world of Neil Urban? I, I am in a, uh, d- a destination wedding. Well, it's actually a destination honeymoon. Um, I'm in Antigua. Um, but as soon as I arrived, I got corrected in the the, the correct pronunciation is Antigua. Uh, they, I guess they don't like to pronounce the U, so whenever I say it, I guess I say it wrong. Uh, but anyways, um, <laughs> we photographed the, uh, the bride and groom's wedding uh, back in New York, and I recall when we, uh, when we had our initial uh, consultation with these guys, um, they said they wanted their pictures taken on their honeymoon, their portraits taken on their honeymoon in Antigua. Um, so I was, sure, let's do it. Um, but when the time came, I, I said, okay, how is this going to work, like, inside of an album? Um, so, because we're just, you know, we're photographing their ceremony, and then all of a sudden, bam, the next page is going to be uh, pictures at this beautiful place. So I kind of had to put a little story together of how I'm going to do this photographically. And pretty much what I did, I, I, uh, I took some pictures of, of the travel, and then... Um, and then the first night, what we did is uh, we did like celebration kind of night that they're there. Um, they partied. Uh, they they took they took place in some of these honeymoon games that they have have here at the um, at the Sandals Resort. Um, and they actually ended up winning uh, one of one of the games, which was uh, pretty cool pictures. So that was the first night. So it kind of it kind of has a little story to it. Um, and then the second day, we shot at sunrise. And, uh, and, uh, and um, we did more of like beach style photos in, uh, in their bathing suits and um, like summer kind of wear. Uh, and then we shot their bridal portraits that evening. Um, and it was really neat. It, it, you know, it, so, so it just doesn't pop up like, oh, I'm in a wedding dress. Uh, we actually, she actually got professional hair and makeup done here. We did those photos just as if it's a, a regular wedding. Um, and then we did uh, getting ready photos of each one of them. Cool. And then we did a fir- and then we did a first look here. So because it, it's a whole do- whole new place, whole different experience. Um, so we did a first look, which was mm-hmm. really really neat. And then we went right into bridal portraits at sunset, right down on the beach. And we um, we came across like a like an old phone booth, just a random phone booth uh, on the beach. And uh, like we came across like an old. Um, old washed up boat on the beach too. So those made for really, really nice photos. We got some, some locals involved in the portraits too. Uh, we, we didn't even ask them. They were just a bunch of kids swimming around and <laughs> perfect. Often do they 
Elijah and Brad. Uh oh. So that, that, yeah, that, that was pretty neat. Uh, but no worries of security because our groom is a. Uh, like a cage, he used to be a cage fighter, uh, so he's a big he's a, he's a big guy. So I, I felt really comfortable of of uh, of being with him uh, with with our gear too. Nice. Um, and then and then tonight we're we're doing it's our last night here. So tonight they they scheduled a um, a dinner on the beach, uh, candlelight dinner on the beach. So we're gonna do photos leading right up to that. Uh, we're gonna kind of uh, do some photos of them having that private moment. And then once dinner's done, they're gonna. They're going to contact us. We're going to do some nighttime photography, and, and that'll that'll be it. That'll be the whole wrap-up of, of their adventure here. So this is completely brand new to me. I've never done anything like this, but I think once once all set is done, they're going to have a beautiful, beautiful um, end product. Yeah. That's, that tells a whole story. That's, that's fantastic, man. That's beautiful. And, like, it's kind of like what we would yeah. – as a wedding photographer, right? It wouldn't be amazing to like not shoot the wedding and just work with a couple and like have time and like set things up and have multiple shoots. Um, you're gonna have yeah. some amazing stuff, I'm sure, from everything you just described there. That's totally exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's I totally hope so. It's, it's been a fantastic trip, and you know, it's, it's just amazing to have wonderful clients that want to include you in on everything. They they even say, you know, put the cameras down. We want you guys to have fun. So even after our, our photo shoot last night, they made a reservation for four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to actually just sit down with them. And, and I mean, we actually ended up celebrating because we got such amazing photographs uh, during that session mm-hmm. that we just kind of celebrated just the four of us. It was really, really cool. So a uh, great experience. Uh, um, if any of you guys get the opportunity to do something like this, um, just just try and make tell a story. Uh, don't Don't just like. Oh bam! Photo shoot. Um, you know, you have to kind of lead up to that and end it with something too. Yeah. So, so, so uh, I great, heard you great correctly experience. that you're going to be putting together a wedding book or a a, a book of this story that, that you're shooting right now. Is that that correct? You're putting yeah. together a book for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And and I, I've I've had this book kind of like in mind as I'm kind of leading up to this. And and you and I have talked about in the past of. Of, uh, well, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, yeah. David Bestione or whatever, whatever his name Bestione. is, from WPPI. <laughs> Bestione, whatever. That, that a, uh, people at WPPI know what we're talking about. Uh, he's an yeah, amazing yeah. photographer. He put together this incredible wedding book. Um, but yeah, if uh, he's he's like my number one goal to get on as a guest of, of the show. He's he's super cool guy. Um, got got to check his stuff out. I sent you a link um, to one of his albums that won the uh, the big grand grand award uh, for best album of the year. Mm-hmm. And my God, it, whenever I, I think about this album, I, I, I still get chills. I, my, I'm getting chills right now just thinking about this album that he did. Is um, yeah, so now like, I'm gonna put a note I, to I, link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, you know, as as you're talking there and you're putting together his books, because we were just recently talking about his book, I know you, and I know that you were probably <laughs> like thinking, like, okay, how can I put together a book in this beautiful kind of way? Um, yeah, completely inspired. Uh, if if you don't know him, um, he's an Italian photographer, uh, David Bestinani. There we go. Um, That's the way you say just, it. Just uh. Try, try, yeah, try and type his name out. Dandy will put uh, yeah. some link in, I'll in put the a show link, notes. And I'll but, link uh, to the, that wedding book that won uh, mm-hmm. at WPPI. And this book is incredible because it was a mixed – was it Hindu and uh, – in, in American, yeah. yeah. It was Hindu and American. Uh, one side of the page, you know, there was, there was only one picture per page 
uh, there was the, the left side of the page was the Hindu wedding, which was in color, beautiful, beautiful colors. Then on the next page was the American wedding, which was all black and white. And what he did, he timed it out perfectly. He did the, the time of day of the bride, the bridal prep. And then the next page was bridal prep in the American side. Like it was two different events, but the way he photographed it was just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And you could tell that the way he photographed it, he knew what the end product was going to be, what the end goal was. Yeah. Um, and ever since I saw that, man, I've, I've just been inspired by, by, um, of what the end product and, and, and that's when that's the album. Yeah. So yeah, awesome stuff. But yeah, we got to get him on as a, as, as a guest. He's whenever his name got called up in the, uh, in the award <laughs> show, he had his own like little crew there yeah, too. Yeah. But whenever, whenever they they were like David Bastinani, and then yeah. he was like, Hey, he, like he just shut out, shut out and I ran think on he stage. Might have had a but, you know, he was very humble. He, well. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd probably do that too. But, um, but no, he was very humble. He never gave like a long speech or anything. He just got up and, did a, did a little thank you and then just kind of ran off the stage and like partied with his crew. It was, it was pretty cool. So yeah, got to, got to get him on. But yeah. if you've never heard of him, go check his stuff out. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. You have to listeners. If you're, if you're hearing this, you're listening right now, you have to look at this wedding book right now. Like go, go to the show notes, um, mm-hmm. just wedding photographers, unite.com and click on the episode and in the show notes, you will, you'll see the link, uh, to, to this wedding book that we're talking about. It is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, dude, I think, I think this, this wedding album of his kind of changed, I'm not, not, not changed my career, but it's really inspired me to go to the next level of, I, it, this is just groundbreaking level kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the photographs, you know, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. Uh, just, but just the way the album is together, it's just a whole different, whole different level. Excellent. So, but anywho, anywho, that's that's what I've been up to. What, what's what's going on with you? Um, <laughs> dude, I don't have anything like that exciting to talk about. I'm just in the middle of wedding season, and I'm just trying to stay on top of editing. I really don't have much. Um, so you know what? I'm just gonna stop there, and I'm gonna put, yeah, okay. I'm gonna put Iggy on the spot here. You know what I mean? So. Just because that that makes things a little bit easier right now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ig- Iggy. What's up, man? So, so, so uh, Iggy's been listening tell, to yeah, our show for, for a yeah. while, right? And then, but then also tell you know how do you know us and what what's your what's your story been so far? Um, wow, really putting me on the spot. That's right. I have always been into photography, and I reached out to a friend that was a wedding photographer and did other good stuff and was like, Hey man, what do I buy? And he suggested a Canon 7D. Wait, so, so wait, that was the first question is just like, what camera? (laughs) What do I buy? Yeah, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Okay. Like no pretense, (laughs) nothing. I just threw him to the wolves. Who cares about the wedding photography? I was just like, Hey, what camera do I buy? Right. Well, I was trying to upgrade from like, (laughs) but were you thinking about shooting weddings then? Or were you just like, okay. So you just wanted to buy a camera. You just wanted a camera. Just wanted a camera. That's, that's a little bit more forgivable then. Right. (laughs) Just graduating from the, point and shoots that I had had my whole life. Right. And three months later, he had a wedding. Okay. And he said, hey, you want to come? Okay. So I showed up and afterwards he was blown away. He was like, dude, I didn't know you had this in you. Right. And I was hooked. And it's been 18 months since then. And it's just been a nonstop barrage of information education and experimentation yeah 
But so the thing, the thing about Iggy is um, that you have to understand is that when I first met you, um, I told you some things. Do you remember what I told you? And do, and do you know why I told that to you? Because I've even told you why I've told that to you before at the same I time. I feel like you're referring to when you said that you wanted to befriend me because in a few years I was going to be your competition. That's correct, yes. <laughs> and, and so I have, I have two choices. When I see, and the reason that I say that, the reason that I told him that is because he, Iggy, has like the drive that's just like, is like nonstop, like gonna do this, don't really care, gonna make this thing happen. So it's like I saw that in you like right off the bat, like because you're just like going a million miles a minute, like looking into this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so I better be friends with this guy because the, here's, my, here's my two choices. Choice number one is, you know, I don't teach him anything. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't befriend him, right? And then all of a sudden he's taking all the work, you know, in the, in the Buffalo area, like down the road, right? Or I become friends with this guy, right? And then when he gets to that level, maybe he sends me some work. And when some work goes back and forth, you know? So those are the choices that we have there. So I went with option number two, you know? Um, but, you know, I do have to say, like, you really have, like, you have that drive and you just keep going when other people you know, do, do not have that. And that, and that was the difference between the people that make it and the people that don't. Well, is there, so talk like, why, why do you have that drive? What's going on? What, why do you love it? Because you do, right? It's like, well, I, I feel that there is that bond. I want to go back to what Neil said about his clients had dinner and they've mm-hmm. made a reservation for four people. Mm-hmm. I try and tell my clients or my possible clients all the time that we are with them their entire wedding. Yeah. That bond and that relationship that a wedding photographer and the couple shares is beautiful. Yeah. So for them to love Neil so much that they brought him on vacation, they are either crazy. Right. I'm working my butt off. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I was saying, like, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm but, just messing with you. Yeah, yeah. But that's that bond that you that you share with that couple. Is yeah, something they're yeah. going to cherish forever, right? And you get oh, better exactly. photos when you have a relationship. With absolutely, a couple, absolutely. A mm-hmm. And I think that that is what fuels my desire. That the fact that someone chose me to share their day and capture their day and my creativity and my vision mm-hmm. is is truly humbling. Mm-hmm. And that's what fuels me to do better and better. Mm-hmm. So the other thing about you that you Uh-oh. keep doing no it's a good thing otherwise I, w- I wouldn't bring up negative things to talk about i'm not gonna have you know even if you did just stop by the studio and just you know kind of find your <laughs> way on the show today um, <laughs> um but like you get out there and you network with people and we always talk about networking on on the show you know and it's like the reason so what are you what are you what do you think that you're doing that maybe other people aren't like that are that are only a year or two into this you know because I feel like it's about the networking thing. Like you, you kind of reach out to people. You net, you put yourself out there, and even not everybody's gonna maybe get give the feedback that you want to get back or whatever. But you still kind of keep going, right. right? It's like, well, I reach out to both yourself and Neil all the time. Yeah. Neil can attest that I've bothered him on the golf course in his <laughs> studio. Um, yourself, I'm always calling you up or asking you things. And it's just, I don't care what the feedback is as long as it's coming from someone that I respect and that I know is going to give me positive forward thinking thoughts, right? Whether it's a negative Mm -hmm. response, it's still building me and making me better. Right. I don't know if most of the listeners know, but I am extremely extroverted 
So I don't have any qualms with going and throwing my name out there and asking yeah, people you, questions. You, you know, you mentioned a uh, negative. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about you. Iggy. I think I'm probably kind of tough on you. Um, I don't know if you agree, but I, I think I'm, I, I kind of give you tough love a little bit because I, I see the fire in you, mm-hmm. and I think that you can do better. Um, so I, I apologize if I am negative, but I think but I do it to help you out uh, to become a better photographer. So no, no. and like I, I said, I, that's that's what you need. I don't need someone to just pat my back and say, "Oh, you're doing such a good job." Mm-hmm. I need someone that's going to say, "It's good, but it could be great." Right. And, and here's, here's how you get there. Right. By thinking and doing these things. Right. And we were actually talking about this with uh, Stephanie, my intern, right. um, when we had her on. And it's like, you know, you don't, you don't learn anything from people that tell you, hey, good job. Hey, right. good Absolutely. photo. You know, you have to be willing to, like, get, inform- get into information and say, hey, this is what we could work on. Like, you even asked mm-hmm. me, um, and this is, this is an example of why I think that, that you know, you're going you're gonna to do well within the next year or two once you start building up the rest of you know, all this stuff that you're working on. And it's like, you, you know, you, you, so Iggy recently second shot with me the, for the first time. A oh. um, few, I don't know, um, maybe like, like a month, two months ago. Like my, my normal people that I usually use couldn't do it. And then I was in a position where I'm like, okay, I'm going to reach out to some people. And you've been asking me for, you know, a few times. I'm like, okay, let's, let's give Iggy a shot here. So, so you shot with me. You did great. I think the quality of your work is like is great for where you're at right now and everything like that. But what was impressive was is following that second shoot, you sent me like a like a message on Facebook and it was probably like these like 10, 15 questions of like, hey, <laughs> how did I do? Um, how was this? Was this okay? Was this okay? It's okay. 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 Um, at what point? Uh, hold on a second here. I just want to make sure I'm not. Okay, my audio just cut out totally, and I just want to make sure I'm okay. still recording. I'm, yep, I'm still here. And I'm still going. Okay, so I'm just going to pretend like okay. I didn't hear that and keep going. Um, but you sent me this, this, uh, this message. It was like 15 questions long of like, is right. this okay? What could right. have I done better here? Was I okay here? Would you currently refer me to other clients? And, mm. and you had all these questions, and I thought they were great. And some of them, you know, I was like, yeah, this was great. This, this was whatever. But like that is very important to like ask those questions and then get that honest feedback so that you know where you can grow. Like you asked me, would I, would you refer me? And my answer right now is no, I wouldn't refer you. <laughs> and, and the reason, and, 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 you, and you actually want to mention like to our listeners, the reason why I wouldn't refer you at this point. It's like, well, I mean, we're on, we're on two different levels. You've been doing this for quite some time and I'm 18 months in and I appreciate that two the two of you both say that I'm, you know, exceeding my time and for, yeah, and for where the amount of time be. that you've put into it. Yes, I yeah. mean, you're, I you're ahead that. of where other people are when they're two years into this or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. but I don't feel that I'm at your caliber. I can't deliver that kind of. I don't know how to say it. Consistency. Yep. That you guys have mm-hmm. after a, good word. You know, a the decade. Consistency is actually the, the important word. I think that matters. Because right. anybody can take a good photo once in a while, but can you do it consistently and in different right. situations? I think. And every important. wedding that I work and every wedding that I book, I do better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But I'm not at that point where I can guarantee the, the caliber of work that, for instance, you guys are putting out. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I, I understand that. Yeah. But you had also said if someone met my budget needs and yes. my requirements, yep. you would absolutely send them my 100%. Way. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So I thought that was very, that's what people should be doing. You know, it's like when, when there's that follow through and trying to, trying to self-improve. And that's really what it's all about. Like all the time, anything. And like, actually, you even sent me the podcast about self-improvement, the art of charm. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like, cause Iggy's about self-improvement, you know? And, uh-huh. um, and the, you know, the more that any of us are about self-improvement in whatever field or whatever it is that we're doing in life, um, the more, I think the higher chance of success we're going to have at whatever we're trying to accomplish. So it's just like when you see that drive and as a former teacher, like I knew when I had students that like had that drive or didn't have that drive. Um, you can just tell, you, you know, when people have the fire or people don't, you know, mm-hmm. so, well, I appreciate it. So, so, so Iggy, um, okay. Uh, now that you, I mean, you're new into the game. I mean, Andy and I, we've been in it, into it for, for years and years now. Um, any advice um, of giving a new photographer because it's it's a whole different game. There's you you now have hundreds and hundreds of competition now, um, all new photographers. Any advice uh, for new photographers now these days of of how to start and um, and be where you are where you know where you are now. Oh boy, I know you're really going to appreciate this one, but it's not about the gear. I know you you always give me all kinds of you know. Pushback I think we both gear. do. I, th- yeah, I think we yeah. both do. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I thought was, oh, this will make me a better photographer, and this will make me a better photographer. And the only thing that's really making me a better photographer is going out, shooting every day, honing my editing skills, honing my retouching skills, thinking outside the box. You know, an expert sees the entire forest, and a regular person sees the tree line. You Mm -hmm. need to think past what's obvious and you need to use your mind and your education and like Andy said, your self-improvement to build yourself and your creative eye as opposed to building your gear bag. And now, much to my chagrin, I don't need the five speed lights that I have and the dozen plus L-series lenses. Yes, I shoot Canon (laughs) unlike you guys. So don't hold that against me. <laughs> but yeah, I Which don't we need have that to anymore. talk about later in the show. Yes, by we the do, way. We do yeah. need to get but yeah, we need but continue, continue. Yep. Uh, but it's not it's not about that. It's you know, now I'm at the point where I'm grabbing my hold fast, two bodies, three or four lenses, and I'm shooting an entire wedding solo with three or four lenses instead mm-hmm. of bringing my giant pelican case and everything that I could possibly shove in there. It's, it's not about the gear. So I, I would just say for anyone else that's starting out or that thinks that they want to start expanding, throw yourself out there. Ask everyone for as much advice and help that they can possibly give you. Take the feedback and run with it. Mm-hmm. They're where they are for a reason. You can take it with a grain of salt, but everyone has something to give you and help you become a better person. You just need to find what that is and extrapolate that from whatever they're telling you. Cool. And well, now let's, um, now I, I do have one more question. I'm sure. I'm sorry, Andy. No, go ahead. No, no you've already, you've already used um, your limit. No, I, I, you I, can I, only I, ask one question. <laughs> hey, now, come on. Actually, you know what? He's um, helping, he's helping me get all of my prints ready. Cause I'm submitting for WPPI's okay, print competition cool, this year. Cool. So he's been ruthlessly mm-hmm. ripping apart some of my That's artwork, but it's, it's been great. And good. I've, uh, I'm going to have to stop by his studio now. And avoid another recording of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> no promises. No promises. 
So, uh, listeners, do remember that we have a hand-picked assortment of information that's relevant to you. But just in case you forgot, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. All right. <laughs> in in an like Very nice, man. <laughs> and the show goes live every other Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every other week. Um, and uh, while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe in iTunes. I just want to take a moment to thank Marie. Was it Marie? I think it was Marie. Marie left us a review in iTunes, and it was very nice. And thank you, Marie, and thank you for listening in, and um, we're happy to help. We really appreciate that. Um, If you haven't left a review in iTunes, you should go to iTunes and leave a review. (laughs) And if if you don't want to write words, you don't have to write words. You can just go and click the buttons. You can make stars happen over there. Make make a lot of stars happen over there. All all five. five. All five five would be appreciated. And let me get back to my dialogue here. So, okay, so then also please do help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. That's info at weddingphotographersunite.com, just like Steve did. And Steve writes in. <laughs> He's taking selfies over here. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> a little behind-the-scenes action. Yeah, that's all right. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. All that condensation talk reminded me of a wedding day conundrum I experienced last year and just thought I'd share. It was a rainy wedding day, and I mostly just shielded my gear under my rain jacket while we were out and about. But a droplet must have hit my Nikon 70-20 to F4 at just Ugh. the right spot to cause condensation inside the lens between the components. Mm. I opened my gear case at the reception and saw that the lens was fogged up. Tried to wipe it off and realized it's not coming off because the condensation was on the other side of the glass. There was really nothing I could do except switch lenses and wait it out. Sure enough, the lens was fine about a week later once it aired itself out. (laughs) I love Um, that. A week week later. Uh, Luckily, this didn't occur until later in the night, and I didn't rely on longer lenses at reception too much anyway. I haven't had any rainy wedding days this year. Knock on artificial wood. I don't know why it's artificial, but it just is. And But I'm going to be a lot more cautious when that day arrives. Um, and he does end with a question. He says, do you guys have any rainy day gear protection tips outside of stay inside? Um, I have a rainy ge- day gear protection tip. Um, and it looks like, Neil, you were shaking your head. It looks like you do too. Um, but mm-hmm. there was one thing that I just want to mention about his situation. Um, still with with your lens there, Steve... Um, even though that it, it cleared itself out um, after a while, for some reason, like once it, once the seal kind of gets broken or whatever right. like that, like you can really like there's going to be like mold issues and stuff like that you need to to watch out for in the future. They just say whenever you like buy a used lens, that that's actually one of the things that you should look for is to see if there's any kind of anything inside on the other side of the, the lens there. So it's I mean at the same time. If you're shooting shallow on those lenses, you'll probably never see anything, you know, never notice, really notice a difference. It might just be a little mm-hmm. bit more when you're shooting at a bigger depth of field. But um, but anyway, your question, uh, do, so do we have any rainy day gear protection tips? I've got something, but Neil, do you want to start? Do you have any rainy day gear protection tips? You know, I, I try and keep umbrellas in, in my car at all times and have um, my assistant, whoever it is for the day, just hold an umbrella and chase me around while I'm running around. Uh, to keep me dry. Um, I keep plastic bags, you know, the grocery shopping bags, the little plastic bags that they give you. Mm-hmm. I keep those in the car too. Um, and I keep Ziploc bags for my, uh, for my speed lights. Uh, those, those not fit over nicely, but what I really, really love to do is put the plastic bags, especially the white ones. If I get white ones, um, put them over my speed lights 
Uh, so if it is raining, um, it turns into like a nice bulb. And, and it's, it just turns into like this beautiful flash uh, using the white. It's it's just absolutely beautiful. It's, it's I don't know. That's something that I like to do. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty much I, I just keep it simple. You know, I, I don't buy anything with someone's name on it or or some, something made by Nikon. Just plastic bags and Ziploc bags. Just mm-hmm. keep it in my keep it in my car. Um, I do buy something with a name, but I use it for years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I don't even remember what it's called, though. Unfortunately, um, there's those those rain bags that they take that you know you can put over by, your camera by Gary Gary Fung. No, and you I pay would no, never no, buy no, anything no, with dollars. I think Tink <laughs> makes them. I think Peak Design makes them. There's a couple. Yeah, different but companies whatever that yeah. whatever company is that they just they make those camera bag things and like you're really you're supposed to use it once. I've had the same one in my camera bag for years. It just sits there, and I've I've needed it like twice on rainy weddings, and I just pull it out. And I and it mm-hmm. covers right over the lens. Whatever you can you you can take off your eyepiece and put it on, hmm. whatever and you can still shoot. It covers the entire camera, um, and you just leave a little hole for it in the outside, and you pull the string drawstring or whatever, and then it closes up around the outside of the lens hood. But um, but I've only used it twice in like five or six years. But it always just it, after I use it, it drives out and it just it goes right back in my camera bag. So that's what mm-hmm. I that's what I do. But right, cool. I think Neil, you're right though what what's what's better than that better than that is just it's called an umbrella have a, have an assistant hold, hold an umbrella above your head and that works just yeah, the as assist, well too the assistant the so, assistant's not going to be happy yeah well um, that's what the assistant's but, there to get paid for you know yeah. they make those hats that are just a giant umbrella yeah. i don't know how your client's going to feel about you wandering around the uh, the wedding day with one of those on exactly so we can just get umbrella hats i'm sure yeah. they sell them that works just as well too um Okay, so uh, there's a well. Before we get to our piece of news, uh, Neil, you wanted to talk about Scott Jarvie and just uh, mention what he's been up to and what he's got going on there with the decathlon. Do you want to talk about Scott Jarvie and what he's got? Going yeah, on? you know, I, I've been talking to him lately. His decathlon has been uh, picking up steam. He's he's uh, really getting it going. So I just kind of want to remind people if if you want to create a team. Um, go over to, to his website, uh, Decathlon. No, Daniel will put that in the show notes. Is I don't know if it's <laughs> .net, .com. I'm not exactly sure. I'm being a horrible friend right now by not remembering <laughs> the exact website, but we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but no, it's true. And um, I'm really happy and excited for him getting some big sponsors. Uh, and his first, um, well, his, his second Decathlon is taking place in Utah. Unfortunately, we can't go because I did create a, a wedding photographers unite team, um, getting Andy involved, hopefully some other photographers involved, so we can actually partake partake in it in the future. So if you're interested, um, head over to his website and um, you know his his whole thing is turning photography into a sport. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you're you're given um, certain guidelines and you're given um, you know you do still life, nighttime photography, uh, shoot models. Um, uh, street photography, and you also you have to do this all within I think forty eight hours, so it's it's like hardcore. Um, so you can send two people out while two people sleep or two people edit, and then you just um, go out and do your thing, and you compete against each other, and there's great prizes at the end. I, I really really love uh, the whole concept, and I hope it really takes off. Um, what he really needs to do is for the people who us who like, are like us who are on the East Coast that work weddings and can't do this in Utah, um, I think it should be, which I'm going to talk to him about it, um, have it nationally. And so 
you know, our nighttime photography shots in New York are going to be completely different from yeah. the ones in Utah. And so we can compete against each other, against each other's regions. I think that'll be really cool. So, but for now he's, you know, he's just in the beginning stages and, um, go, go support him. Um, it's, it's a great thing. And he's a great guy. He's doing awesome things for the photography community. Yeah. Cool. And uh, our other friend, uh, Luke Copping, who was recently on the show talking about Project Prescription, um, basically uh, now does, uh, I'm sorry, I just got a phone call there. So <laughs> when recording these shows, all these different things are happening. And I'm like trying to say, start to say focus on the show. <laughs> um, but so anyway, uh, he was on talking about the Project Prescription. Uh, if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that episode. But basically, he wants to offer our listeners a discount code. And it's just this, it's WPU10, um, all caps, WPU10, and that'll give you a 10%. Oh my God. I'm like dropping stuff over here. I don't know what's going on. Um, but it's WPU10, that'll give you a 10% discount code uh, extended to our listeners uh, over at the, the projectprescription.com. That's the projectprescription.com. Uh, and that's then we- awesome. Thank you, Luke. And yeah. I'm going to take advantage of that myself. So really good that's stuff really he's good doing. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, um, you know, just really quickly, uh, if you are still a newer photographer and don't have your documentation together, this is something that you especially want to check yes. out. At least go to the projectprescription.com and take a look or go back and listen to that past episode, especially if you're newer, especially if you don't have your documentation put together in mm-hmm. terms of how you're presenting your business. Um, yep. So uh, the other, th- the only other thing that we really have to talk about is just a news item, uh, and this has been news since our most recent episode. But uh, Canon has finally, after a long, long time oh. of Canon shooters waiting, um, announced information on the 5D Mark IV. Um, I, m- my opinion of it in general is that it's like a, it's an overall improvement, um, and there's. An interesting feature in particular that I think is really worth um, talking about a little bit here. Um, and that, for me, is this dual pixel raw mm-hmm. um, thing. And I think that is for a lot of people as well. Um, so basically, if a, a normal image, um, a normal raw image from a 5D Mark IV apparently is going to be like 36 megabytes or something like that. Um, a dual pixel image is going to be something like 70 megapixels. And will it be worth it? Well, I don't know. No, the, 70 it, megabytes, right? Yeah, 70 megabytes, what you, I say? You said megapixel. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, 70 megabyte files. Right, or like something double like the that. size of the file. Double the size of the file. It's a 30 megapixel camera, though. I Yeah, I it's, it's sure. 30.5. Sure, yes. There you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we should probably get our, our stats right if we're going to talk about something. But, but I'm actually <laughs> yeah, not. But guys. Here's the thing. This is how much I care about megapixels. I really don't, they, they don't haven't matter. looked and don't they even really care. Don't. It doesn't matter. You know? But my point is, is that the raw image is double the file size because what you can and do with why? this camera is you can focus in post. Um, how much you can focus in post is a lingering question until we have more information at this, mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I don't think that it's going to be like a huge thing where you can like go all the way back or all the way forward because like a lens is a lens and it's going to be where it's going to be. Right. But I, it must do a few images. I don't even know how, how would it do it? I, that's what I'm, what I'm curious about is well, there's if cell you're phones shooting that do it, it. Yeah. But if you're shooting at F2, for example, on a 135 F2 on a Canon and you're, and you're shooting that like the lens is literally locked at F2. 
shooting that image. So how does it how does I think it get it's more like of a marginally field out moving of that? the focal point it's, in post? If you just barely miss their eyes or something like that, you can move it right. It's very it, marginally, but it's not going to be something that's going to dramatically shift the image. One hundred percent. I mean, we like, that for sure is like it can't be that much. It's just phys- by f- the laws of physics can't right. be. But what I want to know is how much, and then like how does it do it? You know, like because I, I just have a hard time understanding like. Uh, you're shooting something, say a 51.4 at 1.4. How do you get more depth of field out of something that you're shooting 1.4 at? And maybe, and maybe listeners, if you're listening and you know the answer to this, please uh, write in and let us know. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about this mm-hmm. in the very near future as more information comes out on this camera and people you know, out in the real world start to actually get to play with it and have a better understanding. Uh, or maybe it's out there and I just didn't do my research before the show. <laughs> There's always I that think possibility, it goes back too. to the gear, though. But, What's that? It goes back to the gear. The gear, if you can't take an image that's got good focus now, a $3,400 camera isn't going to help you get better focus. Well, I don't know this camera. Well, I was, I was, well, <laughs> because, I was because it's, it's helping you out like a little bit. Go ahead, Neil. I, mean, I was just going to say the same, the same thing. Are, are that many professional photographers missing that many focus shots? And by that much. Like, come on. I mean, I, I miss focus right. once in a while, but still, I've... I, I, I just shoot the next one yeah. as to where it's in focus. Okay, I know but, right but, away. But here's the thing. Here's but, the thing, I mean, Neil. Neil oh, hold on a second. You are making the Canon, the Nikon argument from the Canon shooter side because <laughs> the, here's what this sounds like. I need to tell you. No, but the reason you – know, let, let me just tell you what I'm saying. I had the same thing. I threw up the same question. Okay. How many, that, how many photographers are really missing exactly. that so, n- Okay, but Neil, why, do, why did I switch from Canon to Nikon? Because, okay, yeah. Why did I switch focus, from Canon yeah. to Nikon? Why? <laughs> because it has two better years, focus system, yeah. Well, because well, two years ago, this camera was not the focus in system. Dynamic range the too. dynamic range. So totally yeah. the, the dynamic range. So on the other side, right. Canon shooters are looking at me and they're saying, Andy, why did, you switch to, why did you switch to Nikon if it was just for dynamic range? Do you miss that many shots that you actually, on exposure, that you need, to, you need to get a Nikon so that you can fix your exposure and post? No, it's You're, so you can you shoot know, one stop under, pull no, up the it, shadows it, and get more dynamic range. That you're going for. Right, I know. And, and that's my answer. But I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate just to, you know, have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, I, we won't really know until we, until the camera comes out and we know, we know more, but the thing, here's the only thing, Neil, that I would say is like, if, see, I don't know, like, would I double the file size? No. If it can save, yeah, if know. it can save five Especially to 10 shots for wedding, because yeah, but on a wedding, sometimes there are like four or five shots, like I'll come back and there'll be like four or five shots. We're like, wow, this is an amazing shot up. Oh, uh, uh, it's not in focus, not totally deliverable. The next one is, but it's not as good of a shot. If I could save those those four or five shots, would it be worth it? I don't. I don't even know that it is though. With that, with double the file size, you know, that's so. It, you know. See, it wouldn't even make sense to switch it on and off because you don't know when you're yeah. going to need it. Yeah, you have no idea. You have no <laughs> clue. When you're gonna, oh, this 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 is the time where I always miss my my <laughs> autofocus. I better I better switch on my dual pixel raw you know option at this. point. I think the the good thing is going to be the dynamic range that's improved, and then the focus system yeah. that the new seventy Mark II has. Yeah. It's just leaps and bounds better than anything. Right. Yeah, the focus system yeah, is I, better. So and I'm kind of, I don't know I'm kind of surprised by this. Remember that one little camera that came out is where you can fix the focus. Yeah, the Lightro. Kind of, the Lightro. Yeah. Lightro. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that thing, that thing tanked. Yeah, well, it I mean, tanked because it, 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 it wasn't it was a camera. That's true, it, but it was exciting Harsh. at the time. But then it was just like, eh, like, right? I don't know. It it, it was just kind of like a failure. So 
for for them to kind of try and sell this new camera on that kind of uh technology i don't know yeah at least they're at least canon is doing something you know like something <laughs> innovative you know what i mean because everything like they haven't done anything innovative in like years and it's like thank you at least for trying i they, they got brownie points for me so, so yeah <laughs> i would i would consider because i still you know i'm debating this 105 nikon 14 if i'm gonna get that but i still want my 135 if this canon camera came out and it was amazing and and the dynamic range was yep. like equal to that of Nikon. I would consider buying it along with a 135 and just use it as my portrait lens all day. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's a couple um, local photographers that have put their pre-order down. Right. So perhaps when it comes in, you should have them on the show and run it through its paces and see right. what it's actually capable of. Yep. But then one of our uh, guests um, of the past, Neil Van Niekerk, he um, he did a <laughs> he did a review about the D5. Um, head over to his blog and or, or his tangents and read. Um, it was so good that he went out and got another body. Mm. It, it was that good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for, so, so I'm just throwing a bone out there for those Nikon shooters. That, yeah. uh, I, I guess the D5 is really kicking no, some buttons, names. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go go check his stuff out. Go read that review and buy yourself a Nikon too. Okay. <laughs> buy one of each. Well, all right, everybody. I think that's going to wrap up episode number 43 for today. Um, Iggy, thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping on as a guest. Like, hey, thanks for throwing me to the wolves, yeah, guys. Thanks, I really Iggy. appreciate it. That's what happens when you stop by my studio, yeah, and, uh, and we need to do a last-minute recording because that's what we need to do. So it was cool, man. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for jumping yeah. on. Neil, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing all the images you got. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm sure it's going to be really, really awesome to see those images. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, that said, everybody, uh, thanks for jumping on and, uh, Neil, where can people find you? Neil Urban, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. I usually post pictures first on, uh, on Facebook and our, on our blog too, neilurbanblog.com. Um, so yeah, Google me. What about you, Andy? Uh, and you can find me by looking up my name, Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. Um, I'm trying to get more active on Instagram and then push back out to, to Facebook. You know, there's advantages and disadvantages with that though, because, they look great on Instagram, look like dung on Facebook oh, by the time they make it so back. And, and so like, so I'm, small. yeah, I'm, I'm still debating on if I should keep up with that method, but I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, and, uh, Iggy, where can people find you? Uh, Iggy McDonald, I G G Y M C D O N A L D. Google okay. me and I'll pop up everywhere. Cool. Um, well, thanks for listening in everybody. And this has been episode 43 of what I'm Tivers unite, and we will see you next time. Thanks everybody. Bye. See you. Wedding photographers. Unite.